Tupperware is celebrating over 75 years of service to millions around the world. Independent Tupperware consultants have supplemented income while others have made it a full-time business. Christy King is making her way to the top while hosting parties, having fun with friends and family, and opening opportunities to others, making new friends through the use of technology. Reach out to her. She is your go-to girl when it comes to Tupperware for all seasons, birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, new additions to the family, and a whole lot more. everyone and welcome to another episode of 360 Wisdom Speaks. Our guest today, Dr. Wendy, is calling in from Georgia. She is a, oh, a spectacular person and she has got a story that's not really a story. It is a life-changing event and how it's going to impact who you are, why you are, and where you need to go to make it what you need to be to really live out of fear and live in a healthy manner on the planet Earth. So Nicole is going to share a little bit of bio, and then we want to welcome you to the show. Yes, thank you. Dr. Wendy, the financial healer, is an award-winning entrepreneur, four-time best-selling author, global streaming TV producer, international speaker, and business strategist. She is the creator of the Financial Cure System, a results-based program for financial mastery. She has her Doctor of Business Administration degree in entrepreneurship and almost four decades of experience as an entrepreneur. Welcome, Dr. Wendy. Well, thank you, ladies. I appreciate you inviting me to be here on your show, and I'm excited to be here. Well, let's share with the audience a little bit about what that means to have that financial expertise in, in the health and how it impacts your mental, your physical, and your emotional, and, well, and what you do. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Go well, ahead. A, Take it there's away. There's a lot of um, focus on mental health and physical health but very little emphasis on financial health. And many people confuse and conflate financial literacy with financial health. But the problem with that is you can be financially literate, but still have poor and sometimes fatal or terminal financial health. And, you know, it's like equating uh, knowing, you know, what to eat and exercise and, you know, for good health, you know, for good physical health, but yet you weigh 400 pounds, you got, you know, chronic illnesses. So your, your physical health is not the same as knowing what to do. And that's, you know, the same with, you know, financial literacy, you know what to do, but are you doing? And that's where the financial health comes into play. So I try to make sure that people know what it takes to optimize their financial health. 
because there are a lot of people suffering from anorexic income, obese debt, you know, spending addictions and other financial ills, and they don't really um, know how to get out of that. You know, they don't want to take a realistic look at where they are. You know, they kind of bury their heads in the sand and say, I can't do anything about it, or they want to do something, but don't know what to do. So my financial cure system helps them get out of whatever their ill is. It's almost like that little itching jingle in your pocket, right? And it's like, oh, I got to go spend something. I got to go buy something without really putting thought into it as to, am I really being wise in my choices of how I spend, you know, and what to do to, like you said, that addiction. You know, can yes. you talk a little bit about what that financial addiction is, the need to fulfill, you know, because it is a satisfaction, right? To go out and spend that, you feel good in the moment. Well, people, they, you know, track, you know, their expenses and they track their income and not even to, a, you know, a, a specific degree, but they never track their spending. You know, they say, okay, I make this amount, my expenses are this amount, but, you know, but I can't afford to do, you know, pay for health insurance or pay for whatever it is that they want to, that they need. But if they track their spending, then they'll find that's where all the money is. You know, that's what I get my clients to do when I first start working with them. I give them a, a spending challenge where they have to literally track every penny they spend, whether it's on a stick of gum, a cup of coffee or whatever. And, you know, not necessarily on their expenses, because like I said, they pretty much know what that is, but I'm talking about spending, you know, going to the store and you've got, you know, a grocery list, but you buy something that's not on the list or, you know, stopping off to get gas and you buy, you know, a six pack of beer or something, you know, stuff that that's uh, a, a want and not a need. You know, I have them determine, you know, or distinguish the difference between a want and a need, you know, a need is something you can't do without, you know, you have to have food, you have to have clothing, you have to have, you know, a roof over your head, but you don't have to have, you know, eat out at a restaurant or have gourmet food, you know, organic food's okay if you can afford it, but if you can't afford it, then you just eat regular food and you, you know, try to eat as healthy as you can, but you have to distinguish what your needs are versus your wants and you have to track that spending because that's where you'll find all the money you need to do the things you say you can't afford to do that are needs that's a a, a critical invitation shall we say right yeah. because that, that is so true there is a major difference between wants and needs and you know that want is short-lived, like you say, you buy that six-pack, you know, what? what is that six-pack going to do? It's not saying that, you know, it's okay to have a drink now and then or whatever, but what's the habit? What are the habitual things that you're doing to give that moment of gratification or satisfaction when you're kind of in that depression of, you know, gosh, I, I would like to have a vacation, but we don't have money for a vacation. You know, how simple would it be is to, you know what? I really don't need that six pack of beer every night. What if I started putting that away to have that vacation? You know, so is this some of the things that you help people to work with to distinguish where, like you said, that money is being spent to reach that 
want, that desire. Yes, I have a client that came to me after doing the spending challenge for a month. And he said, Wendy, I'm spending $800 on eating out. I said, well, okay, you know, is it taking clients out, you know, for lunch or dinner or whatever? He said, no, it's just me and my wife and sometimes the grandkids. And it's not that he can't afford it, but it was an aha moment for him to say that $800, I could do something else. You know, I can build my, you know, retirement fund or I could pay off a credit card or, you know, pay down my mortgage or something that could be more, uh, and a, a better effective use of the money. And I have a colleague that I gave, I was on her show and I, you know, gave her the spending challenge and she came back to me a month later and said, Wendy, my husband and I are spending, we spent $3,000 last month eating out. I said, $3,000? You can pay Holy a car, no, buy groceries, <laughs> you can do all kinds of stuff. And I was shocked because that's, you know, that's ridiculously high. So like I said, another aha moment when you really track it and see where your money is going, just like people go to Starbucks every day. If they're spending, you know, five, ten dollars a day, you know, on Starbucks, you know, that's three hundred dollars a month that could pay a utility bill. So you really have to be conscious of where you're spending and you have to also develop discipline because you can buy. Starbucks coffee in the grocery store, get your nice little coffee pot, you know, for under the $300 that you would spend for one month and have Starbucks every day for probably about $40 a month or that much, you know, depending on, you know, what all you want in your coffee. But, you know, there, there are ways to having what you want without spending all the money. So, you know, I try to teach people also how to use rewards, points, and miles to live. Matter of fact, my new course coming up is entitled that, uh, use rewards, points, and miles to live a VIP lifestyle without hemorrhaging money. So there are ways, you know, my husband and I just came, we left Atlanta, went to San Diego, then flew from San Diego to Dallas, then Dallas to Atlanta, all first class using points, you know, for my, well, miles, I should say, sky miles on Delta. So, you know, that would have cost us a few thousand dollars if we paid out of pocket, but because we use points and miles, our miles from the points, then, you know, we're flying first class at a minimal, you know, surcharge. So it's those kind of things that you can do what you want and it doesn't have to, you know, you don't have to hemorrhage money to do it. So that's, those are the kind of techniques that I teach uh, my clients. And it's a mindset, you know, it's discipline and a mindset because everything you do on a daily basis, whether it's getting gas, buying groceries, you know, if you travel for your business, you know, flying hotels, using your credit cards to pay your bills every month, you can get points and rewards that build up that allow you to buy things using those points. You know, my refrigerator, my garage went out and I use my points for my American Express to get a Home Depot uh, gift card and bought a real nice uh, stainless steel refrigerator that's in my garage. You know, because, you know, who everybody likes to go cheap on the, you know, I guess on the garage refrigerator, but I got a real nice one because I didn't have to pay money for it. You know, I use points and 
that's you know my lifestyle and that's what I teach my clients that you can do what you want live that VIP lifestyle that doesn't have to cost you and you just do your regular routine and make sure that you accumulate the points and the rewards because every place you go every restaurant you eat in every store you shop in every gas station you fill up at they are offering a loyalty or rewards program and you need to participate in that oh thank you that is really great information you know i it took me back in a moment when my uh oldest son got married you know and they're young kids right and they don't know anything and my daughter-in-law started asking me some questions about you know it's like it's like we're always broke and we can't do certain things you know and it's like they wanted to have fun and i said and i i did what what you had suggested here you know it's like where is your, you know, where are you spending things? You know, so just, just for fun, just write down every penny you spend. Every time you stop, like you said, at the gas station or every time you're driving by and you stop at Taco Bell, you know, whatever that is, every dime that you spend, write it down and then total it up. And you will find where you're spending money unnecessarily and she was totally blown away she goes oh my gosh I you know and, and it was Taco Bell right and she's like I can't believe I was spending like $400 a month just on you know a dollar taco or you know a two dollar taco or whatever the case was she's like oh my gosh you know and so you know shifting that you know around <clears throat> what you were sharing here about um, the rewards programs. Now, that is something that, I mean, I know what they are, but I didn't realize you could take those rewards and actually turn them into money. Can you share with the audience a little bit more about that? Because I don't think people really realize that it's more than just turning that reward in and having buying another meal for free or something, right? Yeah, see, um, well, credit cards are the way I do it now, but you have to have discipline with this. You can't, you know, I pay all my bills with my credit cards, depending on what I'm trying to do, which rewards I'm trying to build up. I like my American Express because, you know, they'll pay you on, on a lot of, you know, five times on certain categories. So, you know, you pay your bills every month. You got to pay them anyway. But instead of using, you know, a checking account or a debit card, use a credit card that's going to give you the rewards, you know, that you need to, that you want to get and pay that credit card off with the money that you would have paid those bills with. So it's not like you're going into debt because you want to pay your credit cards off every month anyway, because you don't want to pay interest on it. But American Express is my go-to card for most of my household bills. And I've got, you know, I got a personal, I got a business one. So depending on what I'm doing, but uh, I've got the Marriott. I'm a Marriott person. So I use my Marriott uh, rewards card, credit card to book my hotel stays because I'm at a titanium elite level. And what that means is when I go in, I can book at the low end, whether, you know, I'm using points or not, but when I get to the hotel, I get upgraded to a suite. You know, I had a seven-day conference in Chicago 
and I booked my Marriott, you know, the full service Marriott. It wasn't a Fairfield Inn or courtyard or anything like that. So when I got to Chicago, I said, okay, I checked in and she upgraded me from that basic room to a suite. And with that upgrade, I got to eat in the club room where I got quiche and, you know, fresh fruit and pastries and everything, you know, uh, in the mornings. And then in the evenings, you know, they had the hors d'oeuvres and the wine or whatever. And, you know, that would have cost me over $100 a day to eat in the full service restaurant. So instead, I didn't pay anything for that. And that suite would have cost me $550 a night had I had to pay for it, but it didn't cost me anything. You know, there wasn't even a surcharge because, you know, with them, you don't have a surcharge. So I saved probably almost uh, $4,000 just on the accommodations and those in the food. Now I did use my Southwest Airlines credit card points to fly there because the, you know I wanted to go round trip nonstop certain day, certain time. And it would have cost me $500, but I used my points. And because I used my points, there was a $5.60 surcharge each way. So that round trip ticket that would have cost me uh, $500 only, it cost me $11.20. So I saved, you know, pretty good, you know, $4,500, almost $5,000 on that trip. And that's money I was able to use elsewhere. <laughs> and that's where I try to tell people, you don't have to spend top dollar to travel VIP. So, you know, that's something that I, I'm, I'm really glad I'm doing that because I like to, you know, go VIP, but I don't want to spend that kind of money if I can help it. And usually I can't help it. So that's what I teach my clients. Yeah, that's really critical here. You know, and I know some of the thoughts going through people's head is like, yeah, but she's rich and she's got this big business and everything. No, you have to start somewhere. And when you can start building that credit, and again, you mentioned discipline. And that's mm -hmm. what people don't have. And that's why they spend just, you know, un unaware, you know. Yeah. And so being able to get that discipline, build your credit, pay everything off you know, like you said, before it starts getting into the having to pay interest, and then you're building those points up so that you can start on this, you know, lower level and just keep building and building and building to reach that point. Because you didn't start out day one to get yeah. where you are. You started <laughs> down there, right where, where most people are. And uh, it's great information. So, we are going to take a short break here, Dr. Wendy. And okay. when we come back, Nicole's going to have some interesting questions that's going to take you into another part of your story. So everyone stick around. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Tupperware is celebrating over 75 years of service to millions around the world. Independent Tupperware consultants have supplemented income while others have made it a full-time business. Christy King is making her way to the top while hosting parties, having fun with friends and family, and opening opportunities to others, making new friends through the use of technology. Reach out to her. She is your go-to girl when it comes to Tupperware for all seasons, birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, new additions to the family, and a whole lot more. Welcome back to 360 Wisdom Speaks, our guest, Dr. Wendy, calling in from Atlanta, Georgia. She has been sharing some absolutely wisdom morsels on how your finances impact your life when you become aware of some of the simplicities 
of where your spending habits are. It's an eye-opener. So if you didn't listen to the first half, you better go back and listen to it. For now, welcome back, everyone. And Nicole has got some questions for you, Dr. Wendy. Okay. Yes, absolutely. And I love hearing how you live so luxuriously on that budget, kind of with other people's money in a sense. And, and that's so great. But for me, it's, it's about energy. It comes to about people's uh, feelings and emotions and their energetic field. And money and our spending has absolutely everything to do with our solar plexus and the energy center that's directed uh, and directs our feelings and our emotions. Uh, and you make decisions with certain feelings and you, and you do the, when you do the, take the appropriate actions, you can have kind of control of your spending. And it, what you had spoken about before was those emo, that emotional spending and, and how to get away from emotional spending. But also for our audience uh, in that energetic field, it's really feeling the value and connection to your higher self that you can afford what you want with the divine connection. And so having faith and trust in yourself and having a great connection with your, your inner being, your inner self, and the people around you, when you're in harmony, your money is in harmony. How did you get into this? Was it a journey that you took personally or was this something that you saw that you needed to fill a need in the world for people to learn to take control of their money and live a great quality life? Well, I lived it personally, you know, because I learned things the hard way. I mean, people look at me now and say, oh, you've got it going on. Everything's, you know, well, you know, you're financially set. But it hadn't always been that way. You know, I've struggled. I've been bankrupt, foreclosed, repoed, all that kind of stuff. But that was back then when I didn't know any better. Now I know better and I've developed the, the discipline. And like you said, I listen to the spirit. You know, my spirit leads me. If a spirit doesn't say do it, I'm not doing it. Um, and most recently, I guess I, guess I could say most recently, um, I started my entrepreneurial journey back, you know, almost four decades ago. And I didn't have any business experience. I didn't have a lot of money to work with because, you know, I had made money, but I was miserable at what I was doing. But the spirit led me to start an office equipment company. And like I said, I had no business experience. And I very, I was going through a divorce. I didn't really have any money, but I was being obedient. And when God gives you a vision, he gives you the provision. Now, you know, in order to, I pursued, you know, corporate America and government agents, uh, agencies to, you know, be my clients. And, you know, you had to have a certain in, image because there was no internet or social media. And the only thing you can do with a cell phone was make an expensive phone call. So I, you know, projected that image and, you know, that was fine. And eventually I did get the big contracts, but the problem with that was, you know, I was kind of suffering from anorexic cash flow because <laughs> even though I had the business on the books, I didn't have the money in the bank. That's because my clients were paying me, even though the terms of our contract was that they were supposed to pay me net 10 within 10 days, but they were paying me in 30, 60, 90 day increments. And I, you know, couldn't afford it. My vendors were, you know, my terms with them was net, you know, 10, sometimes net 30. So I couldn't afford to cover and finance that type of business. 
So I was like, oh, Lord, you know, I had what I call mindset knowledge deficiency because I was a rookie entrepreneur. I didn't know how everything worked. So I talked to my mentor about it. And he said, well, what, you know, what are the terms of your contract? I said, well, they're supposed to pay me net 10 days. He said, well, you need to talk to them. They need to be paying you net 10 days. So one of my colleagues said, girl, you need to put on your big girl panties and go talk to those folks. So I put put on the big girl panties. I went and talked to them. And I was kind of afraid to say anything because, you know, I figured, okay, if I say something, they're going to snatch this contract. I won't have this business. But then... You know, I'm like, okay, we got an agreement, you know, and that's what my mentor pointed out. You have a written agreement. So I did, you know, I sat and talked with them and I was, you know, pleasantly surprised to know that it wasn't that they didn't want to pay me, but, you know, they, they had systems in place and, you know, they just put me in the system and they didn't plug in net 10 days. <laughs> they just plugged me in in, you know, 30 or 60 or whatever, you know, the client's, you know, system was programmed to do. So when I brought it to their attention, I mean, they were very cooperative and said, look, you know, I said, look, I'm a small business. I need to get paid, you know, on time. And they apologized and they not only would pay me within that 10 day period, sometimes they would pay me beforehand. And sometimes even with, you know, a check with, because back then it was more getting paid with checks, you know, <laughs> with uh, the order versus, you know, me having to wait on a check. So I'm like, okay, this is cool. You know, so I kind of learned how to negotiate. I, you know, built up my confidence, a little more knowledge about how things work. And then I said, well, okay, if it works with them, I need to talk with my vendors because I'm bringing them clients and not really clients, but I bring them business that they wouldn't normally have because none of them were female owned or minority owned. And during that time that gave you a, an advantage. So when I talked to them, sure enough, you know, I said, look, I need better pricing. I'm bringing you business you wouldn't normally have. I need better payment terms. And they agreed. So it was mutually beneficial for everybody and it all worked together. But eventually I got tired, you know, that I, things changed in my life. And then I got out of that corporate clientele and I opened a tax preparation business, which was consumer based. And in 2014, when the Affordable Care Act mandated that everybody have health insurance, then I expanded that business to include insurance and financial services. Now, I didn't want to be a hypocrite, so I bought all the products and services I was selling to my clients because I had people actually ask me, well, Wendy, what do you have? Where's your money? And I could honestly say where it was. So in 2015, a colleague of mine, you know, we were talking after a training session and he said, I just came from, you know, uh, physical and I just found out I have kidney cancer. And I'm like, mm. wow, kidney cancer. I had never really heard of anybody with kidney cancer. And I told him, look, I'm keeping a prayer. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, but, you know, I, I, you know, I jokingly said, I know you're going to clock some dollars because I know the products and services that we were selling. And he said, Wendy, I don't have any of that stuff. I just got the minimal health insurance coverage to meet the mandate, you know, so what he had wasn't even going to cover the treatment he needed for the cancer. And I'm like, wow, you know, how are you going to be in this business and not have this stuff that we're selling? 
but it just was confirmation to me that even though I didn't buy those products from a personal financial planning perspective, you know, I bought it from a business and marketing perspective, but still I had it, you know, I wasn't being, I was practicing what I preach. So in 2017, I was diagnosed with an aggressive form of breast cancer. Wow. And you know, I said, okay, I want to nip this stuff in the bud. I want to, you know, take the most aggressive form of treatment, which meant chemotherapy every three weeks for a year at a price tag of $67,000 every three weeks for a year, which totaled to, you know, a little over one and a half, well, $1.5 million, $1.15 million. And I had five surgeries and all the CAT scans, MRIs, ultrasound, everything that it took to battle this disease. So that added another $300,000. So I had almost a million and a half dollars worth of medical bills, but because I practice what I preach, my health insurance paid all that. And not only that, I also had supplemental coverage that gave me multiple six-figure tax-free shots in the arm, you know, financial shots in the arm. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. So I didn't have to worry about money. I was able to, you know, focus on my recovery. So when I, you know, conquer the disease and I'm healthy, you know, I told the Lord, thank you, Jesus. I'm happy. I'm healthy. I'm wealthy. I'm in my comfort zone. I'm good. <laughs> and he said, no, you're not in your comfort zone. You're going to get out of that comfort zone. And I brought you out of this situation so you can go on a crusade to empower other people to, you know, take control of their finances and protect their finances, their, you know, their life, their health, and their legacy. So that's where the financial cures came into play. So that's how the spirituality got me to where, you know, I created the financial cure system. And it wasn't, you know, if it was up to me, I would still be in my little comfort zone happy, you know, but, you know, I had to be obedient. And when you're obedient to what the spirit is leading you to do, everything, you know, falls into place. You know, it may not be the easiest journey, but it's always the journey that's going to get you out on the other side in a better position. That's, that, that's amazing. And, and uh, I, we're so glad you're here and that you listened. Yeah. You know, you listened and you served others with your business and you were able to serve and take care of yourself. And so that, that's self-love, that's the service to others and the gratitude that you have and giving the thanks for what you have received and the ability to help care for others is so amazing in that abundant cycle, right? In life to get more. You're living in your passion, you're living your purpose and you've made the profit. Yes. And, and, and it's so beautiful in your spirit here as, as, as I look at you and, and the grace that you have and just the rewards behind you. I love that. Um, and I, I work with imposter syndrome, but you know, I also want to say to people that you need to say, hey, I earned this. This is a, a journey that I took. This is the time I took for myself to gain the knowledge, and I'm going to share it with other people. And it, it's, it's great that you have those rewards because you, you need to share, shout it out to the world and say, hey, you know what? I came here. I, I maybe had a struggle, 
and I am successful in life, and this is my path of success. This is one part of my life, but there are so many facets of what you have done in your life and the way that you connect and share to other people and listening to that intuition, right? You know, like, and trust yourself, and you listen to your intuition and your guidance, and it's amazing. You're in that I am, that I, that I am here, I am open, I am ready, I am listening. Just guide me. Guide me and, and I will go no matter what, even if it's in a little bit of a discomfort zone, but you're listening and you are prepared in that journey, you prepare others. And it helps, it has to help guide you through your day, uh, you know, and your moments and even maybe even times of tragedy or, or illness to say, okay, I've got this. I've got, I've got a group uh, uh, of guides behind me, my family, my friends, and my business, and I'm connected. And kudos to you for saying, hey, I'm going to go out there and negotiate some more money. I'm going to get these contracts because we're always selling ourselves and having that connection to our emotional body and our strength and our confidence and to just sprinkle that in your business and just to yourself and just being strong, gorgeous, abundant woman. You know, thank you. Thank you. And I'm going to turn it back to Beverly because I know she has a few more questions she wants to ask you. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this was like so amazing listening to that. And, and again, you know, it kind of triggers, you know, your backstory, you know, my backstory, you know, and I think a lot of people's backstories, you know, that it's paying attention. If you, you know, if you know what you want, it's walking the talk. That. Mm -hmm is is really critical like you said you know when your friend came down with his illness he wasn't really walking the talk he was sharing with others and he was out there for the sale and the hit and everything but you took it from a different perspective if i'm going to market you know what i have here then i better be doing it and i think that's relevant for the audience to really pay attention what is it that you're doing in life where is that inner conflict that's going against what your truth and your belief is in what you're doing and then follow through with the messages read the signs all around you you know like you said you know god says to you or your spirit you know wherever that message comes from where your belief system is you pay attention okay i got you through this it got you up to this so you could get through it but you know what it's time to move out of that comfort zone now and it's also time to share for others you know and that's critical so what I would like to ask of you right now is okay. if you could give three tips, I mean, you've given so much already, is to what can people take away from this podcast that they can leave when they're finishing listening here and incorporate into their life right now in this moment that's going to make a difference in how they perceive and how they respond and how they take that action to move maybe out of that comfort zone what would that look like well um matter of fact it's so funny you asked that i have a colleague that's a spiritual woman and you know i'm always you know like I say i'm you know an, a senior a legitimate senior now <laughs> so i've learned things the hard way you know but those lessons if you don't learn them you're going to keep paying, taking that course over and over and over, over in that course of life. So my thing is listen to your spirit, intuition, you know, whatever you call it, listen to it and be obedient to it. Because, you know, like I said, my, my friend, 
she listens, but then she turns around and questions, you know, well, God, you said this. And I'm like, and every time I hear that, we got a little symbol that when I hear it is I put this up like, okay, stop it now. You know, just don't question, do it. Because when he gives you the vision, he's going to give you the provision. You don't have to see uh, I think as Martin Luther King says, you don't have to see the whole staircase to take the first step. So take that first step and then keep going, you know, and do that. Uh, stay tuned in. You can't just say, okay, I'm going to do this. A spirit told me to do that. But you got to listen to that, you know, leading and that nudging and that look at that, that path is being lit and stay on that path. As long as you stay on that path, things will fall into place. And I mean, they may not look like they are. And even when you say, God, this isn't working, but when you get to that other side or the next step, you'll say, wow, I'm glad I went through that. And you've learned a valuable lesson <laughs> that you will move you forward. So you have to, for one, listen to your spirit, intuition, you know, gut feeling or whatever you want to call it. Be obedient to it, you know, by taking action, you know, and taking action and, and do the right thing, you know, do right by people. Don't try to be slick and all that. Do the right thing. Always do the right thing, even when you have an opportunity not to do the right thing and nobody's looking. You know, I don't care if God is watching. So, you know, and your conscience is watching. So, you know, be obedient, take action, do the right thing, and know that don't make money the priority. Whenever you make money the priority, you lose sight of what you're supposed to be doing and where you're supposed to be going because the money will come, you know, but don't make money the priority. Um, my PR person and, and colleague, they said, you ought to write a book. You ought to write a book. It's like, I am not writing a book <laughs> because I, Spirit's not telling me to write a book. But as soon as the Spirit told me to write the book, it was the number one bestseller in two days. You know, we didn't even have a bestseller campaign. So, and then my second book, you know, of my financial cures series, um, it was also, and I was kind of thinking, all right, Lord, I'm a bestseller. I'm gonna write this book because I'm being obedient. But then when we had our bestseller campaign and my book wasn't coming up the bestseller when everybody else in the group was coming up, I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm not gonna be disappointed. I know it's out there. And next thing I know, when I, you know, woke up, I took a nap and when I woke up, um, my PR person sent me a screenshot and it said, number one best-selling book. It's like, yay. <laughs> so when you're obedient, things work out. So I'm going to repeat it again. Follow your spirit, be obedient, take action, do what you're supposed to do and do the right thing by people. Don't try to be nickel slick, you know, do the right thing, whether somebody's, you know, tempting you to do the wrong thing, always do the right thing and don't make money the priority. Don't make that the goal. Make helping others and fulfilling the, the goal that God has given you to fulfill and then everything will come into play. And I know this from, you know, firsthand, you know, living experience. Everything I tell people is because I've lived it. I didn't learn it from a book. Yeah, I got a doctorate degree, but that's not how I learned. I learned from my school of hard knocks, you know? <laughs> so that's how you know you're on the right track when you can sleep at night or if you do something and you get a sense of peace. You wanna, you know, you don't wanna ever give up your peace. I don't care what's happening, never give up your peace. And that's when you know you're doing the right thing. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. 
you know, and it is about walking that talk, walking it with integrity mm-hmm. and following and listening to what you're being led to share. Thank you, Dr. Wendy, so much for being here. This was so awesome. A lot of great information, a lot of wisdom. And everyone out there, comment. What did you like about Dr. Wendy? If you'd like to reach out to her, all of her links are going to be attached to this podcast. So go out and find her if you want to know more. Thank you again for being here, Dr. Wendy. And that's going to close another episode of 360 Wisdom Speaks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Tupperware is celebrating over 75 years of service to millions around the world. Independent Tupperware consultants have supplemented income while others have made it a full-time business. Christy King is making her way to the top while hosting parties, having fun with friends and family, and opening opportunities to others, making new friends through the use of technology. Reach out to her. She is your go-to girl when it comes to Tupperware for all seasons, birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, new additions to the family, and a whole lot more.